This is the Living Wild Podcast. Real food, real ingredients, real conversations among these real people. And two of those real people are right here. They're your hosts, Jamie and Marcy. What's up, guys? Hey, hey, hey. So this is Marcy. I'm a host and... I want to live in a world filled with delicious food, fluffy throw pillows, and never-ending stream of gripping thriller novels. I'm also obsessed with nutrition, and after having a career in TV news, I decided to take my production skills elsewhere and apply it to a field I love, and that is everything we do at Wild Food. And I've got my awesome co-host here, Jamie. Hey, guys. What is going on? So I'm Jamie, also a co-host to the Living Wild podcast. I work alongside my brother, Colin, and help manage all things social, marketing, content, and wild relationships. My background is in figure skating with 20 years of experience. Health and wellness is my number one priority in this life. And I hope to share my journey with you all, but also to shed light on all the wrong things in the food industry. Absolutely. Today, this episode is about alcohol myths that we used to believe. Alcohol is something that, you know, has been around for centuries and yeah. it's something that has been used, you know, forever since the beginning of time for people to loosen up, feel good, but only recently in this modern and day. And also to make money. And obviously, <laughs> yes, and to make money. Only recently in the mod- modern day that we live in is alcohol being used as a weapon for money. So oh, yeah. pe- their marketing strategies have just taken a whole bad shady level yeah. um, that you know wasn't available before in past days. So today we're going to be talking about the alcohol myths and just a little preview of what's to come. We're going to talk about that myth about a glass of wine and it being good for you. We're going to talk about the myth that a nightcap helps you sleep. Red wine is heart healthy. Finally, we're going to talk about one of the ones that we hear the most, and that's that you need alcohol to have fun. That's just not true. Not at all. We've been fed lies about alcohol our whole lives. We're here to set it straight. Jamie has recently encountered a new journey of sobriety, which we're so proud and happy for Yay. her. Because I'm, I can just tell you're living your best life. So tell mm-hmm. us about it. I am honestly just still shocked that I initiated this whole sobriety journey and also kept it going. I am actually on day 47 today. Hey. So I am just so proud to say the least. I will say it hasn't been easy. Like I still get urges. For instance, I went out last weekend with some friends and we met up at a bar beforehand and then we went to a show after an electronic music show. Mm-hmm. And the bar that I went to initially, I was I got the urges totally. And I was like, oh, wow, like this guy is getting whiskey and I'm just sitting here. Normally I'd be getting like a, some tequila, <laughs> you know, and ready to have fun. Right, right. But I resisted that urge and my night was just awesome. And I didn't have any issues saying no, like during the rest of the night. What were people's responses to you? Did, did a guy offer, I'm sure a guy offered to buy you because yeah. you're so pretty. Definitely multiple times that night. And what did you say? <laughs> you know, every time I was just like, yeah, I'm actually sober right now. And I just come right out and say it. I, and I would tell him I'm like day 35 sober. And, and everyone's response is like, Holy shit. That's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Good. Yeah. It's always like a positive response. Yeah, it's yeah. never, I think one guy did kind of, he was kind of drunk and I think he was just like, Oh, well that's good. You know, it was kind yeah. of a weird response, but that's to be expected. Well, I asked because I have, I have a lot of sober friends mm-hmm. and I've been out with them before. I remember at this concert, 
It was, we saw Zoo. Yeah. Awesome. This guy offered to buy her a drink and she was like, I'm sober. He was really positive and happy about it. I feel like that's a myth right there that people Mm -hmm. think that they have to drink because that's what everyone else is doing and they'll be shamed or, you know, they'll be criticized if they're not drinking. But I found just being around them is that it's usually not that kind of response. It's usually very positive and happy. I would say today in 2019, it's much more positive. I do think that sometimes people will make comments about it or judge you. I think that that still happens, but generally speaking, mostly not. Really? Yeah. Overall, the it's a positive yeah, response, yeah. which is good. And I've been I read an article that millennials are drinking less today, but they're still drinking. Here's the thing, guys. If people aren't responding to you with positive feedback, then they're probably not the kind of people you want to be around anyway. Yeah, you have to be really careful with that. If you're trying to go sober and you're still surrounding surrounding yourself with all your party friends, it's definitely a challenge right. because I can't tell you how many times I got sucked in. I could go down a rabbit hole on this topic. Mm-hmm. You know, my past life in my 20s, I was always getting pressured into hanging out and partying and doing what everyone else was doing. Always. Yeah. Yeah, I had a lot of fun doing it. The pressure was so real. Right. So if you can stay away from those kinds of people, you're better off. Yeah. Just so our listeners, in case they're listening and they want to start their journey of sobriety, what would be some advice for them? And also, what inspired you to to be sober? My advice would be to, I actually believe that a lot more people than most people realize do want to go sober. And I think people just have trouble making that jump. I would say literally just knock down those freaking barriers and go for it and just make a decision today. Do it today. I challenge you guys to make that decision today. I actually had a good friend of mine say that to me. He said, I really, I challenge you not to drink. And I was like, done. I'll take you up on that challenge Mm -hmm. because he knew that I wanted to approach sobriety, but I just had trouble doing it. Yeah. And and I had someone challenge me and I said, you know what? I'm up for that challenge. Let's do it right now. Like I am not messing around anymore. I, I 47 days into the challenge and I, and I won't look back. Yeah. I really encourage everyone to just freaking go for it. And you can't worry about other people. You got to worry about yourself. Like, don't you love yourself more than than anything else? Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah. So, and how do you feel since doing it? Have you noticed any changes in your physical or mental clarity? I feel like a million bucks. I feel like a freaking rock star every day, partially because I have been finding my own through music and dance. Mm -hmm. And if you follow me on uh, on social media, on Instagram specifically, my Instagram is at keto like Jamie. It's pretty entertaining to say the least. I uh, created a hashtag. It's called sober dance challenge. I really just want to encourage others to dance without being under the influence Yeah, and to post it and share it. Every time I see people dancing on social media, I smile. Totally. I freaking love it and it's really creating a ripple effect to have people tagging me and also dancing and Yay. I've been reposting them and it's just been really awesome and I would love to spread the word even yeah. more we challenge you to do the sober dance challenge yes you guys tag you, Jamie yep. so she can repost it because we want to make this a thing you know you can really find happiness through movement it's incredible um, I do it pretty much every day I may not like get a video up every day but some days it's like 10 videos and I'm like my people are probably like Jamie just stop <laughs> So I I tend to just go on like dancing rants. It's just so much fun. It really is. I love it. I love watching that. It's it's definitely inspiring. I don't drink a ton. Mm -hmm. 
So I don't, I'm not like sober, but I'm also yeah. not, I don't drink every day at all. I probably drink maybe once a week, maybe. Yeah. Um, just one glass. I've noticed that when I, I go for a long period of time without drinking, like if I go like a week or two weeks and then I have just one drink, yeah. it hits me so hard yeah. and I never feel good. Never. It never feels good. Your body has a weird way of kind of regulating what you're ingesting in it and then normalizing mm-hmm. your bodily responses to that. So if you're drinking every day, then your body won't like it, but it'll feel better than if you wait two weeks and then have a drink because your body's like, whoa, what is this foreign substance? I don't like this. It doesn't, it's not used to it. It's not conditioned. So I don't know. I, I guess my challenge to people would be just try, if you drink, you know, maybe a glass of wine or something and I try not drinking for a week and then having one drink and see how it makes you feel. I know that for me, I just, I feel awful, nauseous and my cheeks get really red and it's really embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, I can't even begin. Even just one sip of beer. Yeah. I can't even begin to touch on hangovers. Like that's a whole other world. No, let's talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get tired of not feeling like complete and utter shit. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Literally. I mean, I am just completely useless and uh, I'm like a vegetable when I'm hungover. And that doesn't make me feel good. You know, I want every single day to be me living out my fullest potential and honestly feeling my fullest potential. Like feeling your best is what we all strive for every single day. And that's what we are encouraging at Wild Foods. Yeah. Putting in your body what it needs. And I actually posted a quote on my Instagram. And if you'd like to follow me, it's at Marcy, Mm M-A-R-C-Y, Lizbeth, L-I-Z-B-E-T-H. I I posted this um, quote and it says, everything you eat or drink is either fighting the disease or encouraging it. Mm -hmm. Like we always say, food and drink is medicine, guys. Yeah, it's so powerful. So now we're going to move on to the the next myth, and that is that a glass of wine a day is good for you. Alcohol is kind of one of these things that's a double-edged sword. And while studies have shown people who drink modest amounts live longer than those who don't, women who drink daily even one drink a day are at a higher risk for breast cancer. You can find positives for things that yeah. you want to find positives for. There's almost never a time where there isn't a downfall or a pitfall. Yeah, and I believe that's the same uh, issue with plants. I think we've talked about that before. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe we haven't on this show, but that's mm. coming soon. <laughs> yeah. The apparent reason that alcohol can increase women's risk of breast cancer is the folic acid. Alcohol disrupts folic acid a B vitamin known to have anti-cancer effects. Yeah, I, I think that I'm not I'm not sure where or who funded that study, but it's it's quite scary that everyone is under this impression that having wine is like so good for you. And I just I never believed that. Yeah. And it's just scary that people are like they're running with that totally notion, you know, and thinking it's okay. And the other thing about a glass of wine a day. Another myth under that falls under that category is that red wine in particular is healthy. 
Studies have actually shown that possible it's possible that red wine isn't any better than beer, white wine, or liquor for heart health. I'm sure we've all heard that rumor that red wine is good for you, like mm-hmm. a, a glass of red wine a day. There's still no clear evidence that red wine is better than any other form of alcohol. People say that the antioxidants in the red wine is what's good for you, and those are called polyphenols, those antioxidants, and they may help protect the lining of blood vessels in your heart. But the thing is, you can find polyphenols in so many other foods. There are so many other antioxidant foods out there that have polyphenols. So you don't need to get it from your glass of red yeah. wine. And that's just, that's just – it's BS, you know. Resveratrol and red wine, some re- research shows that it could be linked to a lower risk of inflammation and blood clotting. But other studies have found that it has no benefits and especially none in preventing heart disease. So simply eating grapes or drinking grape juice may be one of the best ways to get it without drinking alcohol. Red and purple grape juice in particular actually may have the most similar effects of helping the lining of your heart. If you guys are like, man, I really need some polyphenols in my life right (laughs) now, grab some grape juice Drink some matcha, have some, you know, medicinal mushrooms because you can get your antioxidants and polyphenols in so many other places. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't suggest using wine as the yeah, it's it's answer. And you have to wonder, why do you think, Jamie, we've been told or there's been so much propaganda yeah, about the fact money. that, yeah, corporate, it's money. Corporate profits. It's really scary. Um, I, I wanted to touch on something real quick before we move on. I read that 20% of people actually rely on alcohol to help them go to sleep. Mm -hmm. It's so funny because I understand what it feels like to be able to like fall asleep easier. You know, like when you're drinking, it's easier to fall asleep. Like I get that, but it doesn't mean that it's good for you to use it as a catalyst to get better sleep. In reality, it just completely negatively affects the quality of your sleep and harms your natural circadian rhythm. I mean, our bodies are made up of the most complex biological processes that we don't even fully understand Mm -hmm. today. That being said, they're designed to take full care of our sleep and our circadian rhythms and do everything that it needs to do because Mm -hmm. it's such a fine-tuned operating system. And so when you add or insert poison, (laughs) you better believe it's going to mess you up and throw you off. And it's actually going to – your body's going to work harder to fight that off. So even though you're falling asleep, it makes zero sense because you're actually disrupting everything else. Right. And you're affecting your next day. You're affecting the quality of your sleep, how you feel. It's really, really scary. Your body's going to reverse – the impact that you've made on it with the poison. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so true. It's like, it is poison. And the reason that they call it BAC blood alcohol level is because it actually gets into your blood, which is like so creepy to think about. Like I actually, I don't know why, but I never thought about that until Mm -hmm. I was thinking about this last night. It literally means that once you reach, you know, a certain point Mm -hmm. in your BAC, it's it's in your blood. Like it's running through your veins. Yeah, you got alcohol so running wild. through your veins. And I mean, just imagine like, it, look how much it throws people off and alters their state. Yeah. It's so incredibly powerful. And it will, it will also make you do things that you wouldn't normally do. Absolutely. I can really speak for that. Um, I've been in a lot of situations that are very unhealthy and dangerous for that matter because alcohol makes you lose your, your cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so, so scary out there. 
My mom has always said um, that she hates alcohol mm-hmm. and it ruins people's lives. Yeah, I, I believe it. I believe it. I, I try to share that message as well. Yeah, um, it's yeah. it's scary how it impacts your choices, absolutely, and your direction and purpose and your relationships and really yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah, and I think you know it's it's really easy if you're feeling if you're having emotions that are hard to cope with. It's so easy to reach for. A drug or something that's going to immediately make you feel better, take that edge off. But the thing is, you're you're hurting. Not only are you hurting your body when you do that, you're hurting your emotional growth. Oh yeah. I was a psychology major in college, and I learned about this thing called DBT, which is dialectical behavioral therapy. And what that stands for, or what that basically means, is working through. Triggers in your life that cause you to always fall back on a certain behavior. It's a really awesome type of therapy that mm-hmm. can help you if you're if you're listening and you're struggling. Like, yeah, you know, I just really like that glass of wine. Take the edge off. Yeah, it would be really helpful if you did some therapy or did some work to identify. Yeah, exactly, what thought? Exactly. Like, start literally from the thought that you have. So, mm-hmm. Finally I'll give you under- an example. Let's say somebody cuts me off on my way back from home. I think of a drink. That moment, you have to stop and ask yourself, what made me think of alcohol? Identify where it's coming from. And then think about the behavior that you usually go to. So in this case, it's drinking alcohol. And then think about what happens when you drink it. You drink it, then you make bad decisions, and then you end up feeling worse than you did to start with usually. So the good thing to do there is once you identify the trigger, cross out that step of going to the alcohol or the substance and try – Try doing a new habit that will create dopamine. And it's not easy. I'm not going to say it's easy, mm-hmm. but it's it's worth it. And yeah. I've actually done DBT. I can tell you that it's, it's hard emotional work. But mm-hmm. if you're reaching for drugs or alcohol to make you feel a certain type of way, there's some emotional growth there yeah. that needs to be had. 100%. And I, I find a lot of that through movement and dance yeah. and social connection. Um, it's also powerful. It's all very therapeutic. And I think that we can find our all of our answers through our own power right? rather than seeking it from other sources. Yeah. Some of the things we learned in DBT was to journaling, a yeah, hot bath with, with salts, lighting candles, exfoliating your skin, really taking the time to pamper and care for yourself and actually show yourself love because that will create new pathways in your brain that will fire up dopamine and -hmm. it gets easier. It gets easier, guys. Totally. I love that. That's such a great, that's great advice. So one of the most important things about this whole topic today is how you do not need alcohol to have fun. Right. And I can't tell you how often I actually lived that and 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 believed that. Like I always needed or thought I needed alcohol to have fun. And I just I, I felt like it would heighten the experience. And like, yeah, in many ways it can. Right. Um but I went out last Friday and I didn't drink a, a sip and I just had like the most amazing time. Yeah. I, I saw people I knew out. I had such a great time. I danced for three hours, four hours straight till my feet hurt. Woo. Like it's almost like I feel like a kid again. I can I can experience fun without being under the influence. Yeah. It's so incredibly powerful. Like I said, I've been dancing through sobriety. So it that alone is just the most fun for me. And I liked what you said to me off the podcast one time. You said that 
You're like, you know, I'm a really awesome person. I don't need alcohol. And I'm just, <laughs> I'm just now realizing that. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, of course, Jamie, I've known this the whole time. So crazy. You know, and that's, I think that's something that almost anybody can relate to. Like people who are around you, ask them like, do you like me better when I'm on yeah. alcohol? And I promise you, like most people are going to say no. It's it's so your, wild. Your essence and your core is what matters and it gets shaded by alcohol. Yeah. So. You just put that veil on and, you know, you're not even yourself. You're like not that, yourself, yeah. That's one thing that's kind of wild. When drinking, you just can turn into a different person. You can yeah. act a certain way that isn't you. And it just it, it sometimes brings out the demons and it's just very, very powerful. Absolutely. It's it's just a crutch that people people use when they go out in social situations. Even if you're one of those people that people say, you're such a cooler person when you're not drinking, mm-hmm. you probably still feel a little anxious before going into a social situation. Yeah. That's why pre-gaming that's okay. was invented, yeah. right? You have to think about that. Like the pre-game, why is there a pre-game to drink alcohol. It's so crazy. It's yeah. bizarre. Because people people want everything and anything to cover up the awkwardness of just putting themselves out there yeah. and being seen. No one wants to be seen. They right. want to hide. But it's usually in your head. Like oh, the, it's, the awkwardness it's all, yeah. that you anticipate. Yeah, it's stupid. Is, is it's just made usually up. not there. It's so fake. So everyone just try and remember these key concepts. And let's talk really quickly before we wrap up some action items for yeah. the listeners. Jamie, what do you have? I really just suggest doing any and all things to reduce and limit drinking. And if possible, just cut it out. I mean, if you want to take me up for that challenge, I really challenge you all to just stop and just cut it out. And please reach out to me via DM email. My email is jamie at wildfoods.co. Tell me about your story. I have been getting so many DMs on on Instagram and even uh, comments on YouTube about other people's journey as well. And, and your encouragement is there. And there's such a supportive community. There is not a damn good thing that comes from alcohol. Your life only improves in every single area when you cut it out. You will feel mental clarity like never before. If I can do it, you can absolutely do it too. Absolutely. I love that. Another thing you could do is talk to others about research that you find. Do your own research. Yeah. Every myth that you hear, every myth that we discuss in this podcast, I always Google them before. And if you think there's, you know, a tenant of society that we all live by, but doesn't really seem quite right. Like you kind of wonder why it's there, why that's the way we do things. Question it, research it, do your research, learn, question everything and take down those myths. Take down this myth because it is BS. Another thing, another recommendation, like I said earlier, drink a cup of matcha, eat some grapes, eat some mushrooms, whatever you need to do. Or if you really need an antioxidant supplement that bad, go see a doctor because you don't need to be getting your antioxidants from wine. Yep. And that is all we had for today, guys. I hope you enjoyed and stay tuned because we've got a lot of exciting stuff coming. And thanks for listening. Yeah, we so appreciate all your support. We love, love, love being on here with you all. And we cannot wait to share some more amazing guests. So be sure to stay tuned. Follow us on YouTube. It's Wild Foods. And our Instagram is Wild Foods Co. 
If you guys have any questions or comments or feedback, please email us. You can email me if you want, jamie at wildfoods.co. And if you would be so kind, feel free to share a lovely review for us since we are just a baby podcast and we would love to gain that traction. Um, Again, thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you soon. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. This is just a quick reminder that the members of the Living Wild podcast team are not medical professionals they are not doctors they are not nutritionists or dietitians they are here to provide entertainment for you and give you a perspective on their thoughts and their feelings so please before making any radical changes in your diet do your own research and also consult a licensed medical professional and stay wild